What's the greatest challenge facing me right now as an African poet? Um, so, when, when Madman was published, um, and then a few copies were shipped to Senegal, um, and then some, and a, a few, uh, some copies were also to be shipped to me, uh, but I was to buy them, and I mean, they were a bit expensive. Um, so I got into a conversation with a couple of people, uh, with uh, Suleiman in Senegal and Kwame and Billy at Kwame. So a lot of people here in, in the country and, and in East Africa really wanted to buy the book. But the easiest way to get the book would be through Amazon and Amazon is a headache <laughs> in Africa. Customs and all that stuff. So. The idea was to get the rights, uh, publish the book here, but then I think so much was lost in translation in, in, in a kind of like just slow bureaucracy. So eventually the conversation uh, fizzled out and, and the book never happened here. So even now like people ask me, hey man, where can I get your book? Like I've stopped answering that question because it's, it's a bit of a headache. Um, so I think for me, like, just the availability, making that book available here, and not just available, but affordable, uh, for me that's been my biggest challenge personally. Um, I've seen a lot of my friends who are going into self-publishing um, and doing the marketing themselves, so someone carries their own books in a backpack and they've come to a festival or a panel or a talk and you know they'll sell their book like like hawkers and you know they make money and they, they are pushing books, they're selling hundreds of books and I was wondering maybe I should do that as well uh, but like I mean structures the old traditional structures of, of publishing and, and book distribution as, 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 as much as they might become obsolete are still important um, but I don't think they still exist here so we are in a place where those structures are becoming almost obsolete or forgotten in the world, but still here in, in Africa and Kenya, they weren't really like founded. So it's a question of do we also like move together with the world or do we establish those structures first and then catch up with the rest of the world? So I don't know, like basically it's just a matter of finding like how am I going to publish stuff, um, how am I going to distribute it, how am I going to sell it, uh, what platforms can I get, uh, whether it's online or offline, uh, whether it's traditional publishing. Yeah, so I mean that's the practical aspect of it. Um, the other thing comes back to what I was talking about, about being an African poet, I mean, certain ways one is supposed to write, uh, certain things one is supposed to write about, and I think um, the world cares uh, about certain things from Africa, and, and it's not just with poetry, with prose as well. Um, so whenever you're trying to kind of like do some experimental, fun, nonsense, like people don't have time for that. People are like, yo man, like give us, give us something, give us what's happening. 
I did a project with a friend, with a few friends of mine. I did a collective uh, project. It was about like uh, the Kenyan case at the ICC, and, and you know, people were writing poetry, and they were writing a certain way, and I was writing a certain way, and I felt like completely out of place. Um, well, that's it. Um, I think the other thing is like. There exists very little formal training um, locally and, and you know in the continent I think um, for poets. Uh, I mean like I have to go to the States, do an MFA in poetry. Uh, what if I don't want to and what if I can't? Um, so where do I get all this training? So I don't know. I have to train myself, I have to like work with the poets that I know who are here or who've been there and come back. Uh, people who've trained as lecturers in, in the States and came back or done the MFAs there. So that's kind of people like, kind of mentors you, um, I try to work with. Um, so I mean, like just that lack of formal training. I mean, I don't know if poetry can be taught, but it would be, I don't know, it would be nice kind of like have a program here, even if it's not like, an MFA, but just a kind of program. That was someone who tried to start a workshop, but I think it was too expensive. Yeah. Um, what are the challenges that I face as an African poet? Again, um, we agree that what it means to be an African poet is a multiple thing. Uh, but for someone like me, my, in my specific case, growing up on the continent, there was the question, the perennial question, of books and access, right? I mean, in the whole libraries, you will get Shakespeare, Chaucer, John Keats, but maybe not Toni Morrison, you know, maybe not Louis Gluck, maybe not, um, maybe not Kwame Dawes, maybe not the contemporary poetry, and, and that was an issue. Um, when internet reading came, we started to read uh, much more contemporary poets online, and, and that was a rescue. There's also the question that the editors of the, of the, mainstream world, if I can say that, um, find your metaphors a bit alien, you know, they they don't know your songs, they don't know the origin of your songs, so they they find them alien at first, they, they find them to come from the periphery, from the fringe, uh, as opposed to, to speaking from, from the center. So, you know, it's a delicate dance between power and, and, uh, and periphery, between erasure and, and getting our songs heard in the world. I think the greatest challenge facing me as an African poet might be the temptation to become frustrated, um, to let myself be distracted by all this garbage about identity politics and identity vaudeville and you have to perform your identity and you have to perform your geography and you have to perform it from a broken place um, because I'm not interested in that philosophically and while I recognize what it is emotionally um, and don't think that it should be turned away from and recognize that I have to have a sense of aesthetic empathy is still um, the deformation that you can take on sometimes as an artist to just fit into what's tidy and what makes people comfortable 
And I think that that plays out in so many different ways professionally and economically because you can see this like greasy route to just do and say certain things and appear in certain ways so that you can get things from the world and the illusion is you'll just be more stable and you'll be happier and you can do more things for your people. Don't you want that? Don't you want to use your voice? It's like, well, what is the use of a voice that's just tinny or it's not really saying what I mean to say. So that, that, that can get hard in a lot of different areas at the same time.